Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. This is Love About Town, brought to you by the Brain Machine Network and the Women in Comedy Festival Network. As always, it's two brown nerds trying to be better at sex, dating, and relationships. Uh, one of those brown nerds is me. I'm Kenise Mobley, and we've got... Your, your boy Rohan, everybody. I'm the other brown nerd who's bad at dating. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you said that confident, like more confidently than you normally say yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> learn- I'm learning. I'm I like learning it. how to talk in quarantine. We're growing. This is growth. <laughs> I yeah. think we're getting better as people. I don't know. I certainly would like to think so. Okay. I don't know if it's true or not. We'll find well, out. Well, the, our two guests will tell you if you're a better person or not. First up, our guest, she has, how many podcasts do you have now? Just two. Just two. Okay. Just two now. It was three. It was three for a while. Impressive and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a lot. WrestleSplania and What a Time to Be Alive. Lie, Cheat, and Steal is my other one. I don't do WrestleSplania anymore. Uh, it's a, look, there are a lot of podcasts to keep straight. I understand. Okay. <laughs> I do too many of them. It's fine. <laughs> it's only yeah. because you're so personable. Everybody, listeners, welcome. Kat Barbadaro. Hey. Ooh. Thank you. Good and, to be here. And host of <laughs> Let's Talk About Sets. Here yeah. is Harrison Tweed. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Wait, you guys good? Do you have more than one podcast? Or are you are you a single podcaster or a double podcaster? I'm a single podcaster, but actually, I should do a. Po- I should have a fucking podcast by myself. <laughs> <laughs> My other one I do with a partner, and I wanted to have one that was solo because I'm way more meandering than he allows me to be. It's good for the podcast that he doesn't let me be meandering, but I'd like to be <laughs> meandering, please. Yeah, you need like yeah, your own Harrison Unchained, Uncensored. Yeah, exactly. Just I get into the make, real truth. Exactly. I want to make a podcast where there's a theme that we only stick to for three episodes and then the rest of it is just me bringing on people I want to hang out with. That's all I want to do. I mean, that is the genesis of our podcast. Yeah, right. uh, We pick people that we like talking to and that's, um, I mean, ostensibly it is like a sex dating relationship, but it is kind of a hang. And so Mm -hmm. we're happy that you guys- It's honest conversation. It's yes. a hang that, yeah, you, like, you skip all the, like, hangout foreplay and just, yes. like, go into, like, a, the real shit on this podcast. Someone yeah. told yes. me, someone told me that listening to this podcast is like being at a party and you hear a really, really great conversation and you want to be part of it, but you also feel like you're not cool enough to be part of it. And so Who said that? To listen to it. I Who can't said not names. cool enough? Because that feels I can't reveal, I can't reveal names. Dishonest. Yeah, it's not, I, I think what this person meant to say was like it's not that they're not cool <laughs> i would just reveal it. it's not that she's not cool okay it's just that like when you're afraid you know when you're when you hear a conversation and you really want to contribute but you're afraid that if you contribute you're not going to add anything that's what i meant by that i should have that as a filter i always interrupt <coughs> people so oh, i uh, i'm the same way so don't, 
don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I cannot relate to this woman, but I hope she is well. And I'm happy to be that heard she listens. At all times. Because I like that too. Yeah. I feel like that's something like no comedians can understand. Yes. What? A conversation <laughs> you didn't feel it entitled to interrupt? Yes. Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> My thoughts are inherently funny and you all need to know them. I don't right. know. Yeah. What do you mean thinking something I say won't add to the conversation? <laughs> I've never thought that in my life. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I should just listen? I mean, sort no. of, but yeah. <laughs> Catherine Harrison, you both, are you dating? Are you just, this is just, I'm at, I, we always ask people's relationships. Each other? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you both nice are sitting Harrison. in front of white walls. I would yeah. love it if you just panned over and you were sitting next to each other. <laughs> that would be yeah. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for about two and a half years. Nice. I'm single. Hell I'm yes. very single. Just really, really fucked up my 2020 planning. Broke <laughs> up with somebody in like late January and then was like, whoops, I'm all alone forever now. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to confront like yourself and have to spend all this time just in that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah. for the, like I, I, for the record, I do not regret it. We were not together that long, but it was like, ooh, this is rough timing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's like also like I have to imagine like breaking up in the winter is also just like incredibly hard because not only do you like feel bad about yourself, but then it's also super fucking cold outside, and the sun sets at like four thirty, and you don't get the vitamin D. You just like winter just makes me so sad in so many different ways. I'm trying to think. I've never had like a long-term relationship break up in the winter. Like not, I was definitely sad when I broke up with this guy, but like I've never had like a serious relationship end. All, I think all of mine have ended in the summer, which is the best. That's yeah. the right time. That's yeah. the correct time to break up Then you with go outside and everyone's like half naked in front of you and it's just <laughs> like everyone's really going for it. But I do need to ask as a follow-up, Kat, how long, you said you've never had a long-term relationship break up in the winter. How long do you classify a relationship to be long-term? Well, for me, so, like, I have not had that many, the longest relationship I've ever been in is, like, a year and a half, so my scale of long-term is a lot shorter than I think a lot of other people's, Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say, like, like eight or nine months plus. Like to me, that's plus. forever. I all of my relationships <laughs> end after three months, so I, I was like, okay, maybe she's like four months, five. Oh, a year and a half. Okay, to me, you're, <laughs> you were married. I assume. Um, yeah, Harrison, you are double married. Yeah, Harrison. Um, yeah. This is the longest one I've been in. The longest one before that was a year and a half. And oh wow, that was so impressive that you could be around <laughs> the same person for a year and a half. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, I, I want like, to get there. I just don't feel that way about it. <laughs> I would say, uh, okay, so this relationship was like, came out probably like seven months after the one, the second longest one I had. And before that, there was like, si- it was like six years or something, or four years of no relationships at all. Because... I'm really an advocate of fucking a ton of people while you still can. (laughs) I think that's really fun. And um, you know what? That's the thing that's kind of, I don't I guess it's not confusing because it languages, people use different language for different reasons. Like I know some people, like my, one of my close friends is polyamorous and he's like, 
it's like he and his partner have secondary partners and then they have like and they communicate about everything and then i know other people were the way like i'm polyamorous with this person and then in my experience like everything they're describing just sounds like when you're like yeah me and them fuck sometimes like that like i've never i was like i didn't know maybe i was practicing polyamory and i just didn't realize it Um, i feel like not to cut you off also second thing i love this uh very new hot take sex with lots of people is fun first time we're here (laughs) it's a new thing no but i feel like i saw this on some show where they were like hey there's like a percentage of people who are actually polyamorous but then there's this huge nebulous other crowd who loves to use the language of like ethical non-monogamy to excuse any behavior that they do (laughs) so yeah i feel like it has to do with like conversations and agreement versus like putting your dick wherever you want to or your vagina or just like it seems like some people are like i'm ethically non-monogamous it's like yeah but you do like spite fuck people (laughs) 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 yeah what what is your that's the problem is like it's not the non-monogamous it's the ethical that is the issue that so many people have trouble with i think Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, people definitely do it well. Like, I, the main thing that keeps me from being interested in that is, I mean, I've never really had the, when I've been in a relationship, the desire to, like, be with other people. But also, like, it would be so much more work to have more than one partner in any Yes. And, like, oh, it's more, it's, yeah. they're, they're, it's too much work for me. Like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Props to people who can. Yeah. I don't I thought, have enough time for one person. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I always feel guilty whenever, like, when I, uh, like, I go on, like, date, like, two dates in, like, one week. I'm like, oh, I gotta eventually choose between one of these two people. <laughs> and then, like, that, like, is, like, a, another stressor in my life right. that I have to think about. <laughs> oh! Okay, are these two first dates? In this yeah, thing? absolutely. So At there's the, no guarantee that either no. one of these people is gonna be, like, I'm gonna fight in the streets for Rohan. Absolutely not. No. Okay, but Rohan not. just immediately. Yeah. He immediately jumps to like the part of the wedding where it's like, "Speak now or forever hold your peace." And it's like One of them's gonna be at the altar. One of them's gonna be ruining my wedding. Yeah. You have to exactly. pick which one is which. I know exactly. One hundred percent. I need to know who's gonna be. I need to figure out who's ride or die after the first date. Essentially. How, do, how would? How do you even begin to know that? No, you you don't. It's just like if I like someone, then I automatically jump like seven steps ahead. Because you know, it is very nice. I'm in Catspo where it's like, oh, I've only been in a relationship for like a year and a half. But like falling in love is a very nice feeling. And like you kind of want to replicate that immediately when you meet somebody. At least I do. I can't speak for everybody. Like when you meet somebody and you want to have that, oh, we're gonna fall in love, or like, oh, we could fall in love. How cool is that? And so Every t- so when there's another person involved, then you're you're stressed because you might not be able to give that kind of attention to both of them, or like you can't fall in love twice. That's not possible. I don't know why. I, can't think. I don't know why, but it's not possible in my head. Yeah, that's that's. This is a glimpse into my thought process. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. I could. I love your. I, I love your confidence. Like, because you joke about how you're neurotic about dating or whatever, but like yeah. your confidence that like this is going to be so fun. Like, I can't wait to be in love. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. I I think it would be, yeah. I don't know. Thank you. That's very, like, well, that's just a very unguarded way to approach the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But also, like, 
I think this is the narcissistic part about it, and this is kind of what I've thought through, is that, Oh, it's like, definitely, like, not a healthy <laughs> yeah. way to be. Oh, no, like, not, I not, be clear about that. No. <laughs> yeah, because if I'm in love, that means they love me, and then mm-hmm. somebody loves me, which is what I actually really want, mm-hmm. is that for you to tell me that it's okay, and that I'm okay, and that I am enough of a person. And I don't get that from any other aspect of my life. Or, I mean, I do, but, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, another way for me, for that hole in your heart, why we, why I do stand-up comedy, to be filled in some way, right? So this is, this is the unhealthy part of it. <laughs> a little bit of uh, whatever behind the curtain. I wish I had Harrison's confidence with, like, yeah, I like to fuck everybody. Like, I just like to fuck as many people as I possibly can. I would argue that the best way to get that confidence is just doing it. And then you'd be like, oh, cool, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking about this. Like, I hate when, like, guys who have just always, like, and I'm actually, I don't, I'm not saying, like, I'm better than them because I was them. When guys that just fuck people all the time and have no problem fucking people are, like, giving people advice on how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is beyond your control. Like, yeah. you're, you're fucking people because the hole which all this shit you say comes out of isn't pleasing. And then, like, they can deal with the bullshit that you say later because there's something distracting them, which is you. And you attract, like, they're always like, oh, just be yourself. It's like, not everyone has that luxury, like oh, being themselves. I have, a, I have a bit about this, about how like, just be confident is not good dating advice because an unattractive, confident person is just confusing and creepy. Like, yeah, that's not- Yeah, people don't like, like it. They really don't. Like, they're not into it. it no. It's just like a, an off-putting puzzle to solve. Like, they're like, why do you get to believe in yourself? Right. I don't think- if I were you, I wouldn't believe in myself. <laughs> That's yeah. what it feels like. But yes, yeah. I know what you mean. In my in my joke, I say that like you just spend the whole time wondering whether or not they were homeschooled because it's like a very homeschooled vibe. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. You. You. The only people that you've ever hung around are like your immediate family, so that you. Yeah. You're exactly. Like, yeah, great. Despite it's only child syndrome. Is. Yeah. I, I don't know. Say, if that's- yeah. I, it's this is why to Harrison's point this is why I do not accept dating advice from hot women because yeah. they they always want to give it and then they always are like shit like just be yourself or just like don't be too available so like never call oh, them I, or like just like oh, a bunch of shit that's I like agree. well you can yeah people are like actively seeking you out for this thing that you have yeah if i never do any of the work in any relationship i'm never going to have relationships you know what i'm saying like (laughs) yeah somebody's got to do the work if we're both normal looking do you like (laughs) right also you need to do a little bit more chasing if you're not just a complete movie star yes So you'll be able, like, no relationship is going to be healthy if it starts with people um, waiting to text each other because they think it's too soon. It's like, no, just text when you want to text. And if you like each other, you'll text each other back. It's like, and if you keep texting them and they don't want you to text them, then that's a sign of something. Like, (laughs) that's its own thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, I just don't think it, that can really work it's if you're the unavailable thing i think that's such bullshit 
And it's oh, terrible advice. And, oh, every time a hot girl is like, oh my God. So I was single for like five days. It was like so long. <laughs> and uh, during that time, I just like, I really looked inward and like then when I was ready a whole five days later, love will just appear. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that sort of, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, what? Yeah. 100%. It's, and, I have a theory about why people do that unavailable stuff. And I think what it is, it's just a, a self-protective shorthand. If you don't have your own internal sense of healthy boundaries, which a lot of people yeah. don't. So like a lot of people are not good with that stuff. So they impose it's better all-purpose advice than like go all in right from the beginning like <laughs> yeah 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 to, to tell people to be a little cautious is like generally more broadly like self-protective than telling people to be like that it's cool to be super intense right away because like i 100 percent agree with harrison that like if you do really feel strongly about somebody and you have a strong internal sense of your own like what you like and your boundaries and what's healthy then like you're going to be able to express it in a healthy way mm. and if you don't then you're going to freak people out and they're probably going to be right to be freaked out because <laughs> you don't have good boundaries so yeah right yeah, it's I yeah i agree and it's like i don't know how many people have good boundaries or like not good boundaries but like i always think about it like would i want to get a text now and the answer is always yes <laughs> or like not always right. but it's like always like Oh That's yeah. A good way to think about it. Yeah, like if I would, especially like after you spend the night with somebody, like like I want to be alone for a while, but I also want to let them know that like I enjoyed myself. So it's just like you always send a text like the next morning or like whatever yeah, being like, "Hey, did you get home safe? I had a great time. I'd love to do this again." And then that's it. If they want to text back, they can. If not, like whatever, but just acknowledge that you had a fun time or like acknowledge that you like this person. And yeah. it's totally fine to acknowledge that. Maybe they did, maybe they're like, hey, that was fun, but I don't want to do that again. Or like maybe whatever. Like I don't see it as a big, uh, a long term relationship. Like, okay, as long whatever. as they're not like a complete asshole, the worst they'll feel is flattered. Yeah. Totally. You know. Yeah. yeah. And if they're an asshole about it, they're an asshole. You don't want to hang right. out with them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Get these assholes out of here. I will say that getting older. And I wish that someone had, maybe someone did tell me and I just like was not listening because when I was very, very young, I did not listen to older people. I did not think they knew what they were talking about. But I do realize that people have much better boundaries now than when I was like 23 where people would like show up at a place and you're like, you can't, don't just show up at a place that I am. That's not okay. Or like text like a zillion times or like I would feel this urge to like text and then send an explain text, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, do you guys find that you have gotten better at your boundaries with age. I definitely do. I also feel like that, like one of the best pieces of advice, like not only about dating, really just about any kind of relationship that's sort of like sensitive is you don't need to explain yourself in, unless you're asked for an explanation. And even then, like, yeah, you don't need to jump the gun on over explaining something. You don't need to justify whatever decision you make in the relationship. Um, you know, like, oh yeah, yeah. Unless you, yeah, unless someone is like, "Hey, explain this to me," or like, ask <laughs> right. you about it. Yeah, right. But like, don't immediately assume that you have oh, yeah. to like prove that it's okay that you feel the way you do. Like, you don't have oh. to. You don't have to like show the proofs. Rohan, you know? did you like, hear that? I heard this. I just heard <laughs> it right now, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no." <laughs> I hope it went right here. It did. It did. I I'm going to internalize that.
Internalize. I'm recording this, so I can write it down and like cross stitch it on a pillow for you if you want. I do know how to cross stitch. That's just a side note. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was a kid, I had a lot of cool hobbies. I did calligraphy. I did cross stitching. I did like sewing, but just like hand sewing stuff. Yeah. Wow. You didn't do. You didn't do cool. You didn't go to Michaels all the time. You don't know inherently the layout of any Michaels. No, no, I was like, I was a sports kid. I love sports. You were a sports kid? Yeah, I, I love mean, sports. Just know I still that, do, but I mean, like, yeah. So, no, given what, like, you put out into the world, yeah. right, that is a surprise <laughs> that you were a sports kid. <laughs> I played tennis in high school, and I was okay at it. And oh, you have tennis uh, face, for sure. Oh, what? thank you. Is that, is that just a way <laughs> of saying that, that I'm that I'm brown. Sense. That's what he's trying to say. No, I'm Race saying you got, you got the look, bald on top, beard down low. Mm-hmm. You got a friendly face. I could see you on, in like Wimbledon. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that tennis was the friendliest sport, but apparently <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. I'll happily accept that. <laughs> tennis tennis players have fun faces. Yeah, they also have. Some of them have beautiful hair, and I'm very jealous. You have tennis. You have tennis hair, Harrison. Oh, thank oh. you. I'm very yeah. Who's the hot like, guy with one arm that's really jacked, and the other one that's really oh, that's weak. every tennis player. Every tennis player has one arm that's like absolutely just like the biggest arm. Yeah, Nadal. Yeah, you have Nadal's Nadal, hair for yeah. sure. He's got great. yeah, and Federer's Wait, did he hair. Lose his hair? Didn't, no, I don't think didn't so. Someone lose their. Hair? I gotta Google this guy. Yeah, Rafa Nadal. He's hot. He was really yeah. hot back in like the mid. Oh, that is that is some hair, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got he's he's got the hair. But I back in the day, <laughs> I hung out with all my friends in high school. we all like we all like talked about basketball. We talked about like soccer. We talked about like sports and like we played sports and like we did that so we could avoid feeling actual things. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, you know, like as boys do. So and some continue that into adulthood. Uh, <laughs> and I certainly, I mean, I. Yeah, sports is amazing. Sports is an incredible way for men to bond, and I don't deny that. And I, I think that's great. But I don't know why I originally brought up that I was a sports kid. Oh, because I was a cross stitch kid. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Do you, yeah. you? So you said it's like a way to talk about feelings. Does your dad also like sports? No, my dad is a big politics guy. He loves talking about politics. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I, with my family, the way I would bond with my dad was that we would talk. He would. He would just lecture me about politics and I would say, yeah, because I'm a kid and I, I didn't really realize this until like, like when I was like 28, I realized this. It was like, oh, we have been talking about politics, but he has been telling me how he feels and I have just been saying, yes, I agree. Or like in a rare, mm. not rare, but like, I'd be like, no, what about this? And then he would just lecture me some more. And so it was like a way for us to bond. Uh, but now we have completely different politics. So it's, it's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my dad and I used to like, that was a big way that my dad and I bonded was sort Mm -hmm. of um, intellectual and political like debate. Mm -hmm. And like in the last few years, it's gotten to a thing where it's like, oh no, like, because we mostly agree on stuff, but it's like, oh no, this isn't like fun anymore because I have like actual convictions and values that like, I don't like you questioning. Yes. (laughs) It's like, this is no longer a bonding thing. Yes, right. 100 percent like it's it's got real real in the last like six years so no 100 percent like 100 percent agree yeah it feels weird when you're like when your essence is being questioned right (laughs) yeah yeah it's like oh we can talk about something like we can debate whether a movie is good or something and have the same emotional experience and not like feel fundamentally questioned as a person like let's try that did you guys talk to your parents about sex stuff 
All the time. Yeah, you, I know you did. Can you see? Yeah, you, you and your mom have a very healthy relationship. No, um, right? Yeah, no, my mom, like, she told me about sex when I was six. I told her the day after I lost my virginity. She is on dating sites. I am on dating sites. We talk about dating. Um, yeah, it's very, I mean, don't get me wrong. She still has, like, she was a, she was raised Southern Baptist in the South in the 60s. So, like, she has some ideas that I'm like, oh, we're past that. We don't really do that. And, he, like, that's not really a thing anymore. Uh, but, yeah, very open. Yeah. Harrison, did you talk to your parents about sex? Um, not really about the act, but I've definitely been like vocal. <laughs> I, have a, I have a really embarrassing story. I had I was, with it. I was in college. <laughs> this and I don't you shouldn't talk this way. <laughs> um, I was I, always good when a story begins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great story. I, and also, this was two thousand, uh, two thousand nine or something. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand nine. Um, not also not excuse me. I'm just trying to give you. I'm in college, two thousand nine. My I was home for this summer or like winter break or something, and me and my mom got in this like huge argument, and it was about like the way I dressed or something, which uh, is we she's so overbearing she's such an overbearing person mm -hmm. um and she raised me by herself and i don't have any brothers and sisters so it was it was a lot and uh i remember she was like you know she's like if you don't like dress like a or b like you're no girl's ever gonna want to date you or like whatever like all this stuff and i was like my parents mom. told me that too i was like mom mom like <laughs> i swear to, i'm so embarrassed about this it was like mom i get tons of pussy <laughs> and then, <laughs> What I'm crushing it, mom. Like Shut up, days. mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at my DMs. Look at my text. All the time. But it, it drove me crazy because I was like, no, I, it, what it annoyed me about, like, in, in like, what I can uh, still uh, understand about myself that I felt that way is that I was just like, no, I like to dress this way. And if, if the person who I'm attracted, like the person that's attracted to this is attracted to me, then that will yeah. all come, like I don't need to dress in like a button up and a blazer. Like, to, <laughs> like I don't wanna, I don't really wanna fuck people that want people to dress like that. I don't, I don't, really, like, I don't really like people that are really into like, you know, tucking in their shirt all the time. So I'm kind of glad. <laughs> yeah my mom said the same thing to me both my parents were like if you dress if you continue dressing that way if you don't like take care of her no woman is ever going to want to be with you and oh. i was just yeah and i was just like whatever mom like you know like when you how old were you when she said that to you oh god like up until i was like in my 20s okay. that was like a I, constant refrain i asked that because i did bully you into dressing differently i will say that <laughs> yeah but that wasn't because of that you didn't bully me like out of nowhere like i literally came to you and i was like i dress great and you were like no you don't <laughs> and I was, what are you talking about and then you told me and that was like that's different that's okay like, good. Good, good good yeah my parents were just like my parents like like harrison said it's like overbearing and it's like out of this sense of protecting you but actually it just comes off as being it just it doesn't serve that purpose it's mm -hmm. just like when your parents like try to set you up with somebody it's like you know that like i could like this person but now that you like them i am immediately turned off by it 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you you like them. You want us to? You're trying to intervene in this part of my life. The only part of my life I feel like I might have control over. No, <laughs> this is a different thing. I think. But you've never liked anyone <laughs> that they. No, my uh, they they've said they've like you know I've gone on dates with like one of my mom's like coworkers like once and it was fine, but we didn't. It, it, I was just like, no, <laughs> this is too weird. It's I couldn't get over it. So that she knew your mom really well. Yeah, and like that, my mom thought that we would get along, and I was like, no, 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 just don't intervene in this part of my life. Okay. I have control over this part of my life. Every other aspect of my life, I'm happy for you to. <laughs> but just do you can i'll let you, you get those be overbearing yeah 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 but uh the the reason that i asked about this 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 that's in the beginning because the article that you sent Kenise, yes was like was like it was basically an article about this like app that is like a wellness app but for sex and it gives you like advice about how to you know understand yourself sexually and like you know how to touch yourself properly and like yeah you know, it's how mainly to be for women yeah uh but it's also like i mean in the article they talk about how they came up with this idea a sexual mm -hmm. wellness app for women and everyone was like uh we don't see that that's a very niche market you're not that's not going to sell but they ended up making it anyway and it's it's it, i think there are it, there are prompts to kind of guide you towards knowing how to access pleasure for yourself. And it just seemed interesting, like outside of using an app, how did you guys come to understand what you like sexually and like what works for you? Yeah, I don't freaking, I mean like trial, <laughs> trial, trial and, and error. error, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, mostly that. And then like also like, yeah, that, that's basically what it is. But you went to the article, and I feel like our relation, like the relationship that you see when you grow up, and I've only been realizing this recently, like truly affect the way that you interact in any romantic relationship and the way that you see yourself sexually and the way that you uh, understand yourself sexually or, or feel about your body. And like, man, I, I was reading the article and I was just like, what about talking to your parents about this stuff? Like, what about like, if you had just like a shitty home life or like your parents had a shitty relationship, that's got to affect the way that you have sex or the way that you uh, interact with your partner or like whatever. And I was just, that's why I asked the question. Cause I was like, ah. oh, you had healthy relationships. I wonder if that, <laughs> I wonder if that, you know, makes you uh, more confident in yourself. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, do like my mom's single mom, I don't really like all of my models. I don't think any of my aunts and uncles listen to this. I don't love the relationship models that they provided is how gently I'll put that. Yeah. Um, but what about you? Did you have like good examples of relationships growing up that inform what you're looking for now? To me? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say yes. I would say no. Like, like not and not. I love both my parents very much and they are incredible people and like they raised me okay well let's say well and, yeah, well, well yeah and but like the way that they interact with each other and the what their expectations of each other and like the their their overall interact with each other is like not helpful for somebody my mm. who, growing up and it's like a very it's again it's like a very immigrant thing i feel like that immigrant parents like there's often this there there's a lot of love there but it's very hard to parse out when you were a child <laughs> Okay. That's, that's like that's that's uh, the best way that I'll put it <laughs> I feel like I have like almost I think I've talked about this on this podcast before yeah I Ooh. feel like I have almost an opposite problem where mm -hmm. 
my parents seem to have a very good relationship. I mean, there are certain things, like, I just spent a lot of time with them because I was mm-hmm. living at their house for three months. Yeah. And there are definitely things that, like, there are some dynamics of their relationship that I was like, if this were my relationship, I would not be happy with this. Mm-hmm. But, like, overall, they have a very good, stable, healthy, communicative relationship with each other. And they, like... There was, I re, it was a really, really stable childhood. Like, I, I think I've seen them fight, like, twice. Like, they're... But it's weird, because it's, like, they never fight, and they talk to each other all the time. And, like, yeah. both of those things together is kind of rare. But the problem is that they have no available language to explain to me how to make a relationship work. Because they're, like, <laughs> it's just really easy. Like, <laughs> it's, like, no one says that. Like, that doesn't help. Like, I'm very glad that your relationship is so wonderful. But, like, that is not advice. Like, yeah. it, it, you know, and they're realistic. It's not like they're, like, if it's hard, you should bail right away. But they are, like, our relationship is very easy. <laughs> so it's, yeah. like, thanks, I guess. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. Just very find grateful I was... where it's easy. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much. Like, very yeah. smart. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you say? What were the models that you had growing up for, like, modeling good relationships or maybe not modeling good relationships? Oh, um... Well, mine's tough. My dad died when I was six, so... I'm already doing, I'm not doing what he told me to do. Um, (laughs) No, no, uh, (laughs) no, but he, so I didn't, it was just a single mom running around the house. I, but I did, I was six and I remember them being very loving to each other, but you know, fighting every once in a while. But when you're six, you don't, when you're, I mean, and obviously, or honestly, uh, he was, in the hospital for like like a year and a half so it was really like four and a half and before when I would really you know and I just I don't really have much of a model from them uh I mean it's my mom never got remarried and and only dated a little bit so I kind of I think it's unhealthy that it's in my head it's like oh shit like if you if you fall in love then you get married and then one of and then the person you love dies you just gotta ride (laughs) the rest of the life out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right i guess you know jerk it and yell at your son until <laughs> disappoints you. Um, but uh i think i i grew up in a really cool community i grew up in um my neighborhood was one of those neighborhoods where it was like every block like another friend of mine lived so we we were always running around like going in each other's back doors and like grabbing snacks and like playing basketball and halo oh, that's so and, nice it was really. Did it was you grow cool. up in the fifties? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was like a weird. It's Durham, North Carolina. It's this like kind of like a little bit crunchy. Uh, uh, it's I call. I think it's just I've never been to Portland, but for some reason it kind of has like some Portland vibes to me. Yeah, it's like a lot of you know food co-op farmers market white it's a college coast. town right like UNC is yeah there, right? or like not UNC Duke is there Duke is which there. is Uh-oh. I'm gonna Duke say this there. 
And sorry if you went to Duke. Duke sucks. Fuck Duke. I, every time Duke is mentioned, are you a UNC I, fan? I am a UNC fan until the day that I die. Fuck Duke sideways. There we, I'm a huge. I'm a huge Carolina fan. Yeah, fuck Duke. As, as you should be. You know what? Well, I, you know what? Public over private heart, every day. Also, Duke sucks. The people at Duke are bad. They don't give yeah. back to the germ community in the way they should. This is not what this podcast is about. But I have such strong feelings. About. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. I love it. I uh, I think. You know, it's funny, I, I was, because uh, I'm totally on board with, like, the uh, the Washington Redskins name change. I'm totally on board with all these statues being taken down. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm a Carolina fan, and our mascot is the Tar Heels, which is representative <laughs> of the Confederacy. <laughs> I was like, never even thought about that. And I was like, oh, no. And I've said... I've said so many times I'm a Tar Heel born, I'm a Tar Heel bred. And when I die, I'll be Tar Heel dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's my, I, it collapsed in on me. Um, yeah. And then I went to Syracuse, which is, they, they're they the orange men, which is just another slur. So I'm just, <laughs> yeah. That's not is it? Um, but uh, I, I think I was. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I'm is sorry. It, is orange, what is orange? What? It was meant to be, well, they were the Saltine Warriors, which is kind of more like Seminole. It's like a tribe. It's like, oh, okay. I was like, Native like the Americans. Crackers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, oh, it's like a white people's race. I don't think that. Yeah. Saltine think that's that. Warriors as a white people mascot is yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Incredible. And just be, uh, yeah, no. So they, and then they changed to the Orange Men which was supposed to be the same thing. It was just oh. like- Oh, oh it's like another Redskins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then they changed to just the orange. Now they're just the orange. Just the so abstract just color. Okay. literal orange. <laughs> now their mask has a fucking orange, which is- They should. Somehow even more embarrassing than being racist. <laughs> they should <laughs> go back to the saltine cracker. And then when people are like, wait, wait, that's like offensive. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're yeah. talking about white people. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. A lot okay. of people who go to this university are white so <laughs> we're a majority yeah. white school we might as well this is the type mm. of pride that i could get by <laughs> uh yeah it's what were we what were we on oh but i i just had a bunch of families around me that were i always thought that i was like i i never grew up in a community where it was like torn apart by divorces like i never really saw that many divorces right. honestly mm. and huh. so I was like, oh no, you can like find the love of your life and be happy and like like all the and still to this day, I like I, it's not like I'm romanticizing it. Wow. I'm sure they have problems, but I go back to these families and like all my friends' parents are like really happily married and make and are like make each other laugh all the time and like re, like are really like snugly still. And I'm like, it can happen. You just gotta. I, I think it's important to just uh, find someone who they don't have to be passionate about what you're passionate about, but whatever they're passionate about, you love how passionate about it they are. Yes. And vice versa. I think that's And it really can't true. be, the thing they're passionate about can't just be you. That's yeah. bad. Yeah, no, that's, that's you'll <laughs> Couldn't die. agree more. <laughs> yeah. That's that why is so like, scary. When I meet comics that just like, I, I, I guess I really only see men doing this in comedy <laughs> that like fuck like fan girl like in day and I'm like okay you should like I feel free to like have sex with the person that is obsessed with you as a comedian that I sure. mean I think is going to end poorly but go on with that <laughs> why are you yeah, starting yeah. a relationship based Insane. on that it's like such 
it's just an ego-based relationship. And uh, my, uh, my, I get, I, I always am like, they're gonna cheat on you because then they're gonna get obsessed with someone else, and then they're just gonna fuck that person. <laughs> That's I, my negative mindset. <laughs> One thing I feel like I spent a lot of my twenties doing was figuring out how much like where on the spectrum of being into comedy my partner partners need to be like mm -hmm. it, and it's like very specific and like very important to me like how into comedy they are because i think it really affects the power dynamics of the relationship and it's like if you're dating a comedian like that's kind of a separate category but right. like as far as fans go like they have to like know the names and like have and watch like two specials a year like they have to like it but they yeah. can't like they can't like know too much about it or like be super into it like ah. that's like my thing like i like somebody who likes comedy but has never been to a comedy show like that's like a good Whoa, level of comedy okay. great yes that's great yeah i this girl that i've been sort of dating is we've been watching nathan for you because she's never seen that show and that's like one of my favorite like comedies of the last mm -hmm. like eight years and it's been like very fun watching her react to like she's like oh my this is like this is great i like love it we like laugh at it together and it's like so nice i'm like Whew, what a relief if you didn't like this show show oh my god <laughs> it would be a problem yeah because <laughs> it, it's like so it's so good uh but it's like nice to like because it's kath is exactly that like she doesn't go to like any comedy shows but she like knows a little bit about comedy and then it's like oh okay you can introduce me to stuff and i can introduce you to stuff or like you can tell me or ask me questions about that and she's a big food person and i'm not and so i ask her all these questions about food and like oh tell me about this and then she'll explain it to me and then so it's like i'm learning but also i like that i like that she's really passionate about it yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need you guys' me. feedback on something. <laughs> oh, hit us with it. Okay. So I uh, recently reconnected with a guy that I was talking to last summer. It's mm -hmm. whatever. But at any rate, he used to date a female comic. I don't know her, but we have like 400 friends in common. And so he knows a fair amount about comedy. And now I'm like, uh based on Kath, what you just said i'm like is this a good thing or a bad thing okay your thoughts go i i think it depends on like his relationship to this person and to like and to like the scene or whatever but i don't think that's a bad thing okay. i had the best version of this when i uh a few years ago where i dated a guy who had just broken up with an improviser and Ooh, so yeah. so he was like we, privately reflect like <laughs> by seeing something funny got it okay yeah like it was like great because it was like it, it's it was super like petty and catty and like shitty but also like <laughs> it was so great when he'd be like I, your friends are so cool and funny and like i just thought like i was worried about dating another comedian because i was worried that like it would be like dating an improviser but it's not like it was like a very nice like we both got to kind of make fun of improv together. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that is good. yeah, that's great. Also, <laughs> like I, I've never, uh, I, I have to imagine that with men too, like dating somebody, potentially dating somebody like that, like, uh, like if they offer you advice or they're like, oh, I saw this person do that, or like didn't treat this as it was your thing, that's where that's the biggest red flag. Yeah, like uh, okay. you're the expert. You're you're doing it. You're up every that's night. That's a good litmus test yeah if you're if he treats you like you're the expert then it's great then it's wonderful but if he treats you like you don't know what you're doing or like hey like you know you, like oh here's something that i can help you with even though you never asked for it or never oh. 
right? Then, then it's, then it's, that's like, okay, that's a huge red flag. You're out. Yeah. Also, do you know how long they dated? Um, I think like a year. Mm, oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. That might be a long enough time that it's like possibly, but I would just, yeah, look out for what Rohan's saying. That's okay. what yeah. I would say. He's never but also done like, that to me. Also, like, it could be a good thing because, like, he might have met people tangentially that you are going to want to talk shit about to him, and he'll actually know who you're talking about. Yeah. He already has, yeah. I have talked yes. shit about like, someone. that's who, nice. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Just figured I'd check in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, go ahead. Okay. And this person is a podcast listener, right? No, I mean, yes, but he shouldn't be. (laughs) He has, because I've brought him up on this podcast before, and then I told him that I talked about him on the podcast, and then he swore he wouldn't listen, and then he did listen, and then we had a conversation about it. Yes. He's got to pretend like he doesn't, even if he does. Like, that's the rule. It's like, whatever I say on here is not my fucking problem with you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. What what does he do? Oh, God. I'm... I mean, this is probably indicative of like a whole other thing that we should talk about, but he has told me what he does four times. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, ah. Do you know, it has something to do with courts. Oh, okay. <laughs> courts, like, like legal? Our... Like legal courts? Yes. Okay, He's I just thing. cannot like understand the word you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's this thing, it's called a lawyer what is that <laughs> what is a lawyer i've never heard of this before yeah he yeah he uh i don't know that's yeah i don't know if he listens Wait, to- do you do you like him oh, no not him do you like the comic he dated i've never seen her or met her but we have oh like, yeah i forgot because i think sorry. she did, used to do comedy more and maybe got like a writing job you gotta text me this name i'll yeah. text you the name and you can <laughs> like don't ever Put tell her friend. that I'm oh of course this, not but i need yeah. to know all of the information that you have <laughs> yeah so like my own personal purposes like i'm not gonna do anything it's whatever now i feel like oh okay, yeah continue. <laughs> yeah uh i'm this is not like about uh, you know the, the article that you mentioned i'm gonna bring it back to the article Hell yeah is that like a third <laughs> they were like oh man they're like a third of men didn't know where like the clitoris was and like part of me was like yeah it's like it's i know where it is but i don't know where i don't know where it is but i know where it is but at the same time do you know what that make do you know what you know what i'm saying you theoretically know where you it are, is are you but- pointing to me no <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying in general you know what i'm saying like in general like i know where it is i mean like i i know where it is but like <laughs> you're not I'm saying like, anything different air. you just keep saying i know where it yes. is uh, you're not giving any more information i what i'm trying to say is that like how he knows know where it is how could you not know where it is like if you've been with a woman how could you not know where it is have a third of men not been with women I that's think what I used I to do a joke. I, maybe still. I don't know when the last time I did this joke, <laughs> but I used to do a joke about how, like, geographically, it's impossible to find, like, lose it because it's like <laughs> if you found it once, you found it. You're, yeah. I mean, you did. Yeah, it might look different next time, but like, you know, it's it's it's, it's in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. spot. Yeah, it's never behind your doing. elbow. It's never like. <laughs> In a it's molar. not a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Like it's not. There are no clues to find. Yeah, the yourself. joke part used to be that it wasn't like Banksy, and that it, it wouldn't just like, <laughs> pop up other places. Yeah. 
And then right. just like, they're all, they're all. <laughs> I mean, I, I do want to like talk about this app thing. Cause like I had very mixed feelings about this, like yeah. reading this article, um, which is like, they talk about that. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of stuff like this marketed to women. And part of it is because like female sexual pleasure has historically been completely under um, considered in both scientifically and just sort of like emotionally in our personal lives has been right. like completely under addressed. So like, I understand that impulse to make an app like this, but at the same time, it starts to sort of seem like just another way that women have to like optimize. Like if you don't have a perfect, healthy, uh, expressive relationship with sex, then like that's something you need to work on in the yeah. name of like self-improvement. And like, I just think about this because like speaking to the point of men not knowing where the clit is, it's like, I know just as many men who are like weird and repressed about sex that could probably use something like this. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that this is something that just women deal with. And like, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know women for whom I think this, something like this would be very helpful. Like that, I don't want to say that it's like stupid or not helpful or whatever, but it mm -hmm. is like, I think it's weird that like stuff like this is consistently pitched to women. And it starts to seem not just for like your own personal pleasure. Like some people just don't like having sex that much and they're not very sexually expressive and that's like fine. They don't need to download an app if they don't want to, you know? Yeah. So I'm sorry to rant about this. No, no, I just, I feel like there rant. is a, a specifically for women, specifically in like, not, this is slightly diminutive in the way that I'm going to phrase this, but like in this like girl boss, like, yeah feminists neo like there's like this whole it's a self-improvement industrial complex in the same way that there's a wedding industrial complex yeah. in the same way that there's like certain things that are sold to men that have a whole complex around them there is this thing where it's like you could there is a perfect version of you and yeah. you just need to work harder to get there and you have apps and you have tons of options and you're going to have to fucking pay for all of them. And we're going <laughs> to gladly take your money and we're going to sit back in our Soho lofts because we have developed another way to tell you <laughs> that you need to masturbate differently because just in case you were worried the way you were doing it before, not good enough. This is a better <laughs> way. Okay. Yeah. That's what it feels a little bit like to me. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, like I, it's hard for me to say, cause like, I feel like I have, of like uncommonly like unproblematic relationship to sex for a, a woman who is like looks like me and has had my life experience like I feel like I'm way more chill about it than a lot of people and like I find like my sexuality is like very important and meaningful and like a big part of who I am mm. and like I wouldn't want to deny that to somebody who just never learned what they like and how to do it like because I do think it's important for me personally, but I also just feel like if it's not something you're like super into, then fine, like fine. Like, yeah. and especially just with stuff about sex, I feel like there's always this kind of double consciousness of it where it's feminist, but like it's often very sort of geared toward the heterosexual woman in a way that ultimately also is about pleasing men. Yeah. Like, and and so it just feels like something that I can't like fully trust, you know, this like completely uncritical, like love your body, know your body. Like, yeah, but also if you don't love your body and you don't know your body, 
that, don't worry about it so much. Like, yeah. it's, it's fine. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, where do you draw the line between, hey, I'm genuinely interested in improving myself and where do I feel pressure to like improve myself because everyone's telling me it's the thing I need to do and if I don't do it, I'm less of a person. And I don't know where that line is drawn, frankly. I'm not a woman or like it's in general, like I don't know how everyone processes that like line where it's like, I'm doing this because I, I want to or I'm doing it because I feel pressured to and I don't know where that 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 sits. And I think it's probably sits differently with everybody. But yeah, totally. Like there is uh everything that you said is is a hundred percent spot on i will say i've i i hesitate to use the word shame but like if i date a guy and we're in bed and i ask what are you into and he says oh i don't know sex generally then i am often like you have a lot of work to do and yeah like i wish there was an app not this app but a dating app that separated those people out <laughs> so like <laughs> two people who were just like sex is a thing that could happen and we don't really care about it like they could be put together and then people who have like figured out what they like and, and you know there could be specific things where you could click what you like does that make sense is there <laughs> is there an app where you can do that you can be like i'm into yeah that, adult so friend finder and yeah, adult. no Those how are... dare you i'm not i'm not because mm-hmm. i okay so i i was a member of fet life or i was on fet life for like <laughs> six months and i was like how do i find people to specifically date because i don't want to just like fuck people and mm. like to well, that's the exercise my interest i want to find someone with whom i share sexual interest but also like general interests yeah i like i it's that's such a good way to put it though because i know what you mean it's like it's not like i need to find someone to do x sexual thing to me but i do need somebody who's sexually imaginative and like is interested in learning about their own sexuality and already has some self-knowledge of it. So, and that's something that I think there is a big difference with men and women in a way that stuff like this doesn't address because like, there are a lot of women who are not in touch with their own sexuality. Like I have friends that are in their thirties who like don't masturbate and like basically never have. And that's like, I'm not going to tell them they have to do that if they're like completely happy, but like there are women who like, I don't feel like have really done this kind of exploration, but I do feel like because if you are a woman who is sexual, there is not an onslaught of media stimulating you all the time. You do end up more sexually imaginative than a straight man would because you have to use your imagination more because there's not shit coming at you all the time. So like, I, and I feel like this has been true mostly for me in my relationships. And like for most of my female friends is like, we're more kind of, in touch with what we like and also more kind of creative about what sexuality is. And I think that like, if straight, and again, like my experience is as a heterosexual woman, so I'm talking about heterosexual relationships, but like, if men were more sexually imaginative, sex would be better for women. Ooh, yeah. I like that. And like, and I don't think that's a matter of like loving, like a woman loving her body. That's a matter of like getting men to, self-reflect about yes. stuff which is hard i did write a sketch that essentially takes it has to do with this i'm very happy that this is the conversation that we're having okay yeah um, yeah it's a very I, dumb sketch about men trying to interpret what their girlfriends might like based on clues that they've dropped and being like okay so i've got to shift from this to this but those two <laughs> things aren't totally consistent but i should know that okay 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 got it got it it's very dumb okay i'm editing all the stuff <laughs> but yeah no, I agree. I think I, 
it, it is. I mean, I I lost my virginity late. Um, if you're filling out a bingo card of this podcast, just <laughs> cross that out. I say it every time. Um, yeah, and it took me a while. And like, uh, but I gotta say, it was fun. Kind of figuring out what I liked. What Wait, I didn't losing like. your virginity or finding out what you like? Oh, finding out what I liked. Losing okay. my virginity was a uh, was scary, but like <laughs> scary in the sense of like I was so nervous. But uh, yeah, I love to ask what you like. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I love, I love dirty talk. That's my big thing. Love, mm. very, very into dirty talk. Uh, I'm very into like. Uh, I guess I like being kissed on my neck a lot, and like that really like helps me. That like really helps me get in the mood very quickly. Uh, especially after like if you, especially sorry, this is now too much information. But yes, it's our had, podcast. If you had a big, if you had like a big meal or something, or like you're just kind of tired, but you both are like, oh, we want to do this. I mean, if you kiss me on the neck, I'm immediately like in. Like no matter what, I'm just like automatically in. Oh, wow. So I really like that. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, I like... I know you didn't mean it this way, but it definitely made it sound like the big meal was, like, part of it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was like, okay, so first, (laughs) we eat a big... That sounds horrifying to me. I don't eat, like, if I know I'm gonna have sex, I don't eat for, like, four hours beforehand. I cannot... The bouncing those two things, I can't. I'm sorry. I've got to dip out for a quick second because I need to find my charger, and I didn't realize I wasn't in the room. Okay. I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I like. I don't know. I like. I mean, doggy style is a great. Is my one of my favorite positions, if not my favorite position. I figure that out pretty quickly. Like I, these are the things that I like. Damn, you're like an open book. I am an open book. Yeah, I have no problem. I have no problem. Yeah, the three things that I like. <laughs> well, I, okay, here's my issue. Not like, not with what you like. I'm happy that you like what you yeah, like. But sure. my things are not physical things necessarily, but more dynamic based. Yes. And it's too. so important for the other person to be able to do those dynamics. And if mm. they can't, then I find myself like, I mean, I can. Don't get me wrong. I'll like. I'll still have a find time or whatever but i do find myself being like but can't you just do this thing? <laughs> like, what are dynamic things explain that to me I, so, cat no go ahead okay. i didn't mean to cut you off no no um i you said that they're important to you too so i was like feel free uh I'll, you can i'll chime in <laughs> okay so for me it is important to have and play with some sort of power dynamic. So sometimes uh, they are the person with the power and they're kind of running the show. And I get to not just lay back and relax, but like play a role in that way. And then other times I get to play the boss and be pushy. But there's like so many specifics even within that uh, that they need to be able to pick on. So like, yes, they should be like, whatever, I guess, there's like daddy stuff in parentheses, but if they're like a certain type of daddy, I'm like, okay, that's gross. And you're probably Mm. a pedophile. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. if they're like a different kind of, then I'm like, okay, yes, this is a dynamic that I can. Yes, these are parentheses. I'm making parentheses. Okay, I was going to be, what is this? I was going to ask you. These are parentheses. All right, okay, okay. And this is a parenthetical. Okay, Mm -hmm. but like if they're doing it in a certain way, then that is what I can but I, it's hard for me to sometimes articulate that. So I, yeah. we play that out. We have to experiment. There's testing of waters. And then there's like, okay, that thing you just did, never do that again. So like, that's how I mean it. But Kath, how did you mean it? 
Yeah, I, I meant like a similar thing, but I also like, and I, I think this is just kind of down to people's individual sexuality. Some people always like to be in control. Some people like to be more, you know, submissive or whatever. For, I find my dynamic with different people is really different. And That's like, awesome. my, what, what I find like sexually pleasurable about being with someone depends a lot on how they are. And like, that can kind of, be like that can sort of be like catering to what they like in some ways but it's also like just the dynamics between people are what I'm more interested in and that's something it, as opposed to like I need somebody who can do x y and z action yeah. yeah like I need to feel some kind of like charge like some kind of power interplay between us and stuff. yeah and, oh interesting yeah so it's like and, like, there is, I mean, there are, like, X, Y, and Z things that I do like, but, like, they're not, yeah. it's not so much about, like, checking the boxes that way. It's more, like, what is our relationship together in this kind of, like, vulnerability? Oh, so yeah. That's, like, yeah. impossible to explain to someone. It's so, so you just hot. need yeah. to fuck them, and, <laughs> and sometimes you fuck them, and you're like, oh, no, this isn't right, and then, you know, you shake hands and... Yeah, you shake hands. Never, yep. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, the yeah. classic shaking hands after sex. <laughs> Boy, yes. Thank uh, you. I would be so insulted if someone did that to me. <laughs> if like, like I, I. This was a mutually beneficial <laughs> transaction. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. and then, okay, no, I get it. You're right. This is uh, we're never doing this again. You're never going to hear from me again. I'm going to blast your number. Wow. <laughs> Don't ever talk to me. <laughs> oh yeah, I never thought about the. I tr genuinely, truly, never thought about the power dynamics in that. I, I liked. I, uh, I think that I like to take charge initially, but then once we're in it, you take control. That's like kind of like. I, I, that's also reflective of a lot of other things about me, but that's too much. <laughs> too much. That's too much to get into. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's interesting. I, now I'll have to think about that. Now. Think about because it it's like. Yeah. Uh, this is. I took a writing class and that's one of the things that they said, not like sexually, but like just generally in within an interaction between two or more people, the dynamics should be regularly changing as mm -hmm. the course of your scene plays out. So like, mm -hmm. just to add, like maybe this person starts off in power and ends in less power. So like that is part of like the drama of existence and to play with that specifically in a sexual way. I think you're gonna have a lot of fun though. Oh uh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I, I can't like, wait. I know you're taking a trip uh, I am. soon. A sex trip. A sex trip. So <laughs> I'm just, uh, Not a sex I hope trip, you have fun on your sex trip. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I support uh, you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I really will have to think about it. Cause I never thought about like power in that way uh, or like what I like in the power. Like I never like sat down and thought about it or like thought about it even in a relationship, but uh yeah that's interesting i'll have to i'll have to think about it and be conscious of it i think in like porn it usually is like very established quickly and it doesn't necessarily alter no but in literary or audio stuff i that was another thing i wanted to say on this about because you asked us like about how you figured out what you were into mm -hmm. and like i have mixed feelings about porn in general and sort of like politically what the deal is with porn and its sort of methods of manufacture. But mm -hmm. like, I've been, I was a pretty late bloomer. Like I didn't really start dating until my twenties. 
and I've been a regular porn watcher since high school, and I actually think that it's been helpful for me. I think it's been good um, because I learned a lot about kind of what was, uh, you know, like what I was into sexually before I had a partner, which I think a lot of people who don't watch porn don't really figure that out until they start having sex. Right. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of bad shit in porn, but I also, like, if somebody was interested in sort of broadening their horizon sexually with porn, like, amateur porn is, like, the most amazing innovation of the last, like, 10 years. Like, I, I think it's, like... I think it's so good for the world that real, actual couples film themselves having sex. I I, the lighting is too bad. I can't. I know. The production quality suffers. It and like, now so that much. I know what I'm into, I don't watch a lot of amateur porn. But I do think <laughs> as far as like, if you're talking about learning about the power dynamic interplay between people in, an, in a real, like realistic sexual situation, amateur porn is a very good way to figure that out. Like, I really do think so. I need to find amateur porn made by... It's gotten a lot better. ...specialists, okay? Oh, it's gotten, like, incredible. Only gaffers, best boys. Those are the only people who I want to see <laughs> fuck. People who know how to set up so it's not just shadows <laughs> and weird glares based on liquids. I just, I... I, I, I find I gotta it so tell distracting. You, the market has just yeah. blown up in the last, like, five years. Like, okay. it really... We got 4K cameras now. We got, mm -hmm. like... Full, yeah, professional lighting, like good. Okay, but there's like ring lights set up around the room. It's there okay, is no it. more like fucking on a futon with like Beavis and Butthead in the background. Like, that but is not amateur well, there, porn anymore. There is, but that's its own category. But that's its you own category. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, you can you, you can want, avoid you're it. Seeking that out. <laughs> yeah, right, if you're right, seeking right, it right. out, great. But if you're not, you can get the amateur stuff that you are seeking out. Also, like now that more and more people are like creating their own channels and like they're they're like. I guess monetizing whatever they're monetizing their sexuality in like a uh, a, a more meaningful way. Like you can get a lot of good stuff. Okay, out there. yeah. I will look for this because <laughs> yeah, I will like Kath. A lot of the things I like, I know I found out that I like them through porn. Yeah, and same. Yeah, I, I it, it's frustrating to me when I find a new thing because I was like, oh, I already thought I was like, I thought I had figured, done with this. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I knew. knew, and then I was like, oh, oh. Well, I guess I like frustrating this thing now. or great. That's, Do you? <laughs> Here's a question. Do you find that you have gone through phases in what you like? like 100%. I feel like that's like a weird, you'd think it would just be fixed, but like, I feel like I've gone through some like real, like, oh, that was the period where I was like very into that, a thing I don't like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison, do you go through phases? Yeah, I think I do. Um, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to think what's like a good, because I'd give a, an, an example, but now I'm trying. Now I'm trying to think about what. Um, I mean, I'm really here. One sec. Let me shut this door. They're <laughs> gonna be like, here. Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> let me show you this corkboard of all the things that I'm into sexually, <laughs> and the yarns that go from each thing to each thing. My sexual vision board. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's just what that app is. That app yeah. is only a sexual vision board. Um. I feel like, you know what? I don't know if it was ever, I've always just been like, what's the freakiest shit you want to do? And let's do it. But, and I'm usually down to do, and actually I don't think I've ever not, you know what? The one thing I, I didn't like, and I'm sure it's just because it's never shown itself in a way that I enjoyed. Like I felt like that I've never gotten a finger up the butt and enjoyed it because mm. I feel like it's always done in a way where I'm not only not expecting it, 
but I don't know if it's right for that situation. And then I'm kind of like, okay, now I just like, there's like a long nail in my butt and <laughs> it's not, and it's yeah, not that- hitting prostate either. So like, I don't <laughs> yeah, it's know. Just it's, just- <laughs> it's just, I have heard so many straight men say that a woman has done that without a warning, which is yeah. insane to me. Blame Cosmo magazine because <laughs> as a child, I would read Cosmo and that was like their number one tip. But essentially it was like, okay, you don't want to be like the other girls. Okay. So you've got to surprise him. And the way to do it is to put not your finger a surprise. in surprise. I don't, I'm not just randomly <laughs> digging for clams or whatever, but it's a just thing ask. that women are told to do. Have yeah. been. Just ask first though. Yeah. Like just like, I don't know. I, People I, are so weird about okay. not asking for things. It, I, uh, I'm a very much like a play around the porch, but don't let the kids in. What's that Tommy Jonagan joke? That is, I love that Tommy Jonagan yeah. bit. Yeah. It's one of yeah. my favorite bits of all time. I, yeah. have, I referenced that bit once. I was super <laughs> drunk and I referenced that bit during sex. <laughs> <laughs> Did the other person yes. know who Tommy Jonagan was and what this bit is? Yeah, they knew who Tommy Jonagan was. They didn't know the bit. Uh, yeah. And I, I was mortified. Like that's yeah. probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever. Oh seen. no, that's incredible. That's so good. Reference a Tommy Johnigan bit. <laughs> Hell, no. awful. No, disagree. <laughs> disagree. A hundred percent. That's great. And it's also an incredibly good analogy for for because <laughs> that. that's like generally unless I'm like unless it, it has been discussed like way in advance. That's generally mm-hmm. my status uh, yeah. as well. Same. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, like that's it. But, but yeah, it's, it's happened to me before too. And it, it's, it's like, you know, what's interesting is that like, it's with somebody that I was having sex with pretty consistently. And it was like, you should have asked me first, but also like, I, I'm glad that you, I'm, I'm glad that you tried like in, in a sure. weird way. I'm just like, yeah, we we're comfortable enough with each other where you didn't, I, I would have liked it, but of course, but like, you know, it wasn't the first time we we're having sex. So like, yeah. That yeah. would have been a problem. But, you know, I like that you tried and it didn't work, but, you know, trial and error. Trial yeah. and error. I don't fault these women for what they did. <laughs> no. I think it's very nice of them in their head to come up with an awesome thing for me to do. Mm. Uh, but I didn't enjoy that thing. Yeah. And I think they should have known that because I was getting less erect. Um, <laughs> like something you just did has changed something in me and i feel like you should be able to feel that um but it's also weird to be like hey could you not no it's hmm. is it you're allowed. I, mean, I, I think you're, you're allowed to be like get get i also want to get, get out of here no. <laughs> i'm like is, is this your like closer that you're like this is this always gets them yeah. like, <laughs> and you'd be like no <laughs> I like that you're worried about like they have a set list and they've got a closer <laughs> and you're like oh man I don't want to not give it give them anything for their closer but sometimes you got to give them silence because they didn't earn it <laughs> I feel that I think also one thing I, I think I used to do when I was in my early 20s um, and I think a lot of people do this and I don't think I think a lot of people do it like for their whole lives is like have some sort of routine sexually that they kind of just end up doing almost every time and uh i feel like i've been i i feel like it's really important something that's really hot for me is just kind of like reading someone's 
body and just see like be like really really like I don't mean in like a, um I don't want to make a move because they might not like that kind of way but like if we're already about to have sex but being like extremely like slow moving and kind of just like like really let all the senses kind of like take hold so I can kind of see where I, I don't know that's kind of hard to it's hard that to, makes sense that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense i yeah. feel like you missed our conversation about how hard it is to explain when you uh are not as into specific actions but are more into specific uh power dynamics and relationships between people which i feel mm -hmm. like is kind of speaking to that mm -hmm. yeah oh i've never really been into i really like like aggressive like when when women are aggressive in bed, but I don't I don't like biting. Neither do I. Uh, I'm not a big biter. Like chomping, I fucking hate chomping. it. it, hurts. Yeah, it. Chomping. When you describe it as chomping, it makes it clear you don't like it. <laughs> no one who loves crazy. it is like I want them to fucking chomp me. <laughs> it's a lot of women's go-to move at first. Like they'll they like they'll like like bite your nipple, and you're like, whoa, 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 come on, <laughs> no, not there, no, come on. So when when someone does something like that. Do you what do you do you tell them or do you just yeah. try to kind of give them no, no, the no. signal? I say well, I. you're like, oh no. I don't think it's a I don't think the moment is over. I actually kind of think when shit like that happens, if they like doing that, then they're probably gonna like me being like both like kind of like in character, being like mm. mad at them, punishing them for doing that. Mm. <laughs> that can because then they'll be like, no, you're not fucking doing that. And I'm like, I'm trying it. And then they try to yeah, do it again. Yeah. There's this like kind of like sexy wrestling match that happens. And that can be really fun. <laughs> I think that can be really fun. But I don't like just like getting slapped in the face and like, yeah, I'm a bitch. I, hate, I don't want to be like that guy. Um, no, not, I don't want to be that guy. I'm not that guy, I guess. Um, but I do like when someone is aggressive and being like, all right, well, the, then we're just going to be aggressive tonight. Like we're, yeah. we're both going to be, but I can't, I don't really like pain. Like it, it doesn't like turn Same. me on, but I do like, kind of like uh yeah like a wrestling match of sorts I this think is that's the really second cool. time that wrestling as a part of sex has come up on this podcast oh so yeah <laughs> i think this is this is a wrestling thing. is foreplay yeah who else who else said it uh caitlin palufo and ben katzner both mm -hmm. said that that can be part of like they're starting to wrestle with their partner and that's how the sex kicks off yeah fun that's really that's really on brand for Caitlin in terms of. <laughs> I have never so I was like, "What? Explain." In this, yeah, it was very strange and new to me. I uh, like the, I'm out of shape enough that like the sex has to be the main athletic activity. Like I can't have a I can't have a foreplay that is also like extremely physically demanding. That's, that's too much for me. That sounds like Sa I'm saving up stuff. my energy. Yeah. Like I can't. <laughs> Me, me and my girlfriend definitely do something where it's like it's just non-sexual goofing off and wrestling and yeah. like like i really i it's really she's really she's she's like five foot and i really like like bit like if we're in bed like her trying to get out of the bed just to like grab water and like finding some way to like wrap my hips around her hips in a way that makes oh. it that she can't and it's really funny. And I like when that just becomes like some like weird wrestling match where we, it's just totally silly. And then we're like, oh, no, now we're in the mood. So, <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. That's I think great. being, 
I realize in this relationship how much I like jokes in bed. I mm. didn't realize I could like, I, I don't think, maybe just the way that we goof off is like a, a still hot. Like she does funny blowjob jokes. Um, like, like, I like well, sex like, bits. Like, I hate sex bits. My, like, kind of, <laughs> like that kind of thing. <laughs> and, and just like ah, I'm also like, not really into sex bits. The yeah, one time I, I'm not into bits. I'll say this: I in a longer relationship, a sex bit or two is is fun. I think that if is it's the key. like if if it's like a casual, like if I'm kind of just having sex with you, like I'm probably not going to be that down. Yeah, I yes. <laughs> I'm like, no, this wasn't the moment. The moment's dead. I'm leaving. Okay, bye. But if it's like <laughs> if it's like a person that I also am doing regular bits with, right? Yeah, like sex bits are fine. That makes you sense. Know? Like mm-hmm. definitely not with someone I wouldn't do regular bits with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me and yeah. my girlfriend did acid at, at, at one point in COVID, and we had never done it, and we got like really. <laughs> We got really turned on. We started having like really intense sex and it was like really intense. And then we, (laughs) then every once in a while, we just burst out laughing because of how intense it was. It's like, it's so weird how intense we're getting. (laughs) And it was, but then it would go like, it was like, I mean, we were on acid. So we were like literally kind of losing our minds. So, but it was really funny. It was just like, oh, fuck. Ah! <laughs> Why are we? <laughs> it was really, fun. it was really fun. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, but I That's think cool. it's the relationship. Honestly, I've never yeah. really done bits outside of the relationship, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't call them. It's not like we're like, let's do that bit we like in bed. <laughs> <laughs> just right. Start doing bits. It feels yeah. spontaneous. Yeah. Totally. totally. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And it, like for me, I think I've had negative interactions with this dating people who the bit somehow either demeans or contradicts the intimacy that we just did. Oh yeah. That's so no just, good. No, yeah, no. It's a, instead of feeling like a, Hey, we're continuing to share something. It seems like right. a fuck you. Like it just, yeah, it just, well, my girlfriend said a lot of guys are, are like, she was like, I like you cause you're, you can take jokes in bed and I can like make jokes about your dick and you, and you're, you're into it. But she was like, I've, made other jokes with other guys and they're like really not into it and are like upset by it. Yeah. I I mean, I think I would be like very upset if someone's sex bit involved making a joke about a part of my body. (laughs) I I do think that would like upset me. Yeah, somebody slapped my belly once and I was like, we are over, you are not talking to me again. (laughs) It was like a a certain way of slapping your belly that's like, okay, bitch. But I understand, like, it's different for every person, though. Like, yeah. it's fi- It's just that, like, but I, but I think it's not so much the content of the of the joke or whatever. It's that the joke is another form of intimacy. We have this yeah. inside joke yes. together that only we share because we're having sex. Yeah. And like, it makes you feel closer to the other person because, like, we're all comedians and that's a way that we feel close yeah. to people. So. But yeah, it, it, there's some stuff that I definitely would not be okay with joking about in bed. Like, absolutely. I think. The thing that she was kind of this isn't the joke she would do. Maybe it, maybe she did, but everyone knows the is this thing on joke. Yeah, you know, that's, a good, that's a good. That's a great, great, great sex bit. Great sex bit. It's, yeah, it's it's transcends sex and jokes. Um, but 
I think it was, she was kind of saying like, it would be like a joke like that, which is not derogatory in any way, shape or form. Sure, yeah. And that like, guys would be like, (laughs) this is serious business. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. And I just like, which made me feel good about myself too, for some reason. I was like, I don't like go into the bedroom like, come on, come on. Let's (laughs) But uh it it's just um yeah i i think but i wouldn't say that's yeah that's definitely not for everyone and i honestly never experienced uh sex where that is like a big part of the sex until mm. now so i think it's probably also has a huge like the thing you're saying like i don't think uh i'd want someone making a bit about a part of my body or something it's like i yeah that sounds terrible in almost every guy <laughs> right but if like so if Mandy were to be like, you got we, I don't know, it's like, you got weirdly long arms or something like that, and did a or did a bit about something like that in bed, I would think it's funny because it's like done with love, and she mm. like the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I love your weird long arms. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Think it's definitely, definitely contextual. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So Balls are so weird. <laughs> all balls are weird. I contend all balls are weird. I've never seen balls and I've been like, this is a normal yeah, thing. Yeah, I can agree more. Okay. Yeah, uh, but we are coming up on the hour. We've actually passed the hour, but I'm going to edit it down. Don't worry about it. So uh, as we do at the end of every as we do at the end of every episode, we get your final thoughts, things that you are thinking about that you weren't thinking about before, things you might have changed your opinion on, or just something that you'd want the listeners to know about you. Uh, I'm going to start and I'll say that I, I'm going to think about those power, like the dynamics now in the bedroom. What kind of dynamics do I like? I never even like remotely considered that. So now I have to think about it. Yeah. I am going to give amateur porn another shot Mm because I wrote it off 10 years ago. (laughs) I said, no, I simply, I have film standards and I can't. I can't focus on the sex if I'm too busy focusing on the fact that the sound editing is poor. But you guys are saying that these are professional, like semi-professionals who understand basic three-point lighting setups. I will say it is as good as a a YouTuber with three million followers. They have that okay. level of production. Mm-hmm. I, I can accept that. Yeah. Do you, how much do you love, oh God, I love it so much. Do you love Blue is the warmest color. It's just such a great. I've never seen it. I've never, I've never seen, never it. seen it. <laughs> I know it's like there's a lot of lesbian stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh god, you guys gotta watch this shit. It is because <laughs> it's a really good movie. Like it's a great movie, and then every like thirty minutes, there's like legitimately like a ten to fifteen minute long, incredibly hot sex scene that you will. <laughs> If you're watching it with someone you have sex with, you're gonna you're gonna stop the movie and fuck. I guarantee it. Okay. If you're guaranteeing that, I will test this as a theory. I will get back to you. And it's beautifully shot, and the actresses are incredibly beautiful. It's it's um it's so good, and it's a heartbreaking story. It's very it's a hard one at the end. Be sad though too. Yeah. Wow. What a rollercoaster. horny. Yep. And they're so French, so they're so over they're overly dramatic about everything. So. Um, Wait, Harrison, was that your final thought? No, my, also, my, my final thought was 
One thing we hadn't been able to do before COVID that we wanted to do is we wanted to have a threesome. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and we, you know what it's really fun to do is to describe describe your fantasies while you're fucking not really dirty talk not like i own this dick i own this but but like really be like be like oh i was thinking about like her on your face and like and i'll be making out with her while i read and i was like this is the shit it's like having a threesome (laughs) but just with one person (laughs) because if you get in that like you know when you're in that like really like really horny mode you can like you if you if you masturbate correctly, you can have like an amazing time and an amazing orgasm. And uh, yeah, if you're having like fantasies, just fucking tell your partner. If you if you guys are in a good, healthy relationship, I, I don't know if everyone wants to know. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah a lot of people will develop complexes <laughs> as a result. <laughs> Fantasy is my best friend. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably like. So talk about what the fantasy is yeah. when you're not fucking. <laughs> oh, exactly. Describe it when you are fucking. Right. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. like a great time. Actually, the better way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. Yeah. turned into sex. Yeah. Nice. And Kath, what were your final thoughts? You know, we've been talking so much about sex, but I feel like my final thought is just that I'm going to try to be inspired by Rohan like really wanting to fall in love every time he talks to a woman like yeah I gotta get some of that energy back especially because like <laughs> I talk to so few people now I gotta like I gotta bring that energy to all my interactions you know yes just that kind of optimism of like not even necessarily just I'm gonna fall in love with this person but like what's this gonna be like like that's yeah. a great way to approach relationships I'm gonna try it, it. yeah it's it's yeah oh, good I'm glad you took that away that's great <laughs> Rohan is a role model. I love it. This is a shit. Hell yeah. Into Hell yeah. It. All right. Well, this has been Love About Town. Where can people find you on the internet? Kat. Um, I have two podcasts, uh, What a Time to Be Alive, which comes out every Monday. That's a, um, the catchphrase is the, we count down the things each week that make you say the thing that's the title of the podcast. So it's like weird news stories and stuff. It's very fun. Uh, my other podcast is called Lie, Cheat, and Steal. That comes out. Um, we do one free episode a month and two Patreon episodes a month. It's a true crime podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. Ooh. And uh, I think that's all I have to plug. I'm Kath Barbadoro on social media. Hell yeah. Harrison. Hey, uh, you can uh, you can listen to our podcast. We haven't recorded in a while, but uh, there's still plenty of episodes to listen to called Let's Talk About Sets. Uh, S-E-T-S and we, we break down stand-up comedy and we bring on a comic and we talk about an aspect of stand-up uh, on a, each episode and uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, my handle is I changed oh my handle is I landed on this uh, and but if you just type in Harrison tweet you'll find me and then uh, and then on Instagram uh, I have uh, you can find me at my husband Michael Jordan what is um, that about? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good... Okay, that's a... Fun, we, Me and my best friend from home, he's not a comic. He's just like a... I, he's just super funny guy. But we used to have like some... Forget how it even started. We have this inside joke where it's like if Michael Jordan or husband is used in any way, then the other person turns to that person is like, my husband 
Michael Jordan. And then I, I don't know why we think it's so funny. It's not. It's not funny at all. And uh, we just think it's the funniest thing. And um, and it happens a lot. Uh, but that's that's how that came about. But, uh, follow me on Twitter, please, because I I need to. I just started my account like a few months ago. So I really oh, everyone thinks you're a bot. Then anyone who's new to Twitter, I'm like, this is a bot, and I, I don't respond to them. Such an embarrassing low number of people following me. But I love Twitter for some reason. I think it's fun. It's a great, scary hellscape. Rohan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Rohan, Padre Cool Guy on Instagram. And uh, yeah, like and review the podcast. Rate it. Give us five stars. Tell us how great we are and how great our guests are. And that's about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can find me at Kenny Smobley on all of the platforms. It's the same. Yes, please do like, subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. It really helps. Also, give our guest podcast a listen. Yeah. Uh, there was an extra S. I, you, you guys will figure it out. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for Bye. listening. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.